This is literally everything, 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 everything. It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world, dust off your old VCR, and gather your collection of mixtapes. Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug has bitten, and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong. Howdy, kids. We are... Where are we? Going back to 1995. We're going back to the summer of 1995. So just a few months before we were when we did seven, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Do you know where you were? I believe so. Or what you were doing this summer? Oh, you know I do. (laughs) This was a rough summer. This was, uh, my boyfriend at the time was going to be going off to college. And I was so depressed that he was leaving. And it lasted most of the year. But then... I mean, like almost a year after he left. But then remember, he's the one who showed up in his yellow, like writing outfit <laughs> right, to one of my rehearsals. And it was so, the banana, <laughs> so embarrassing. And I had to break up with him. So obviously didn't destroy me too much. But this was also the time when he first got to college. He wrote me a very detailed letter of what he would like to do to me <laughs> in the boudoir. <laughs> And he didn't see, because he was kind of a sweet little idiot, Uh he didn't seal it properly, Odell. And our postman, who had been my postman since I was two years old, it fell out and he looked at it, which is illegal, Mr. Postman. That's what I'm going to say. Is he allowed to do that? I mean, some laws were were broken in this situation. (laughs) He looked at it, gave it to Pete, my stepfather. Pete read it, gave it to my mother, <laughs> Shit. and then my mother, of course, read it, called me downstairs to have me read it in front of her and read admit that loud? I lost my virgin. No, thank God. <laughs> thank God. I didn't have to read it out loud because I never would have gotten through it, but it was like a six page, very pornographic letter. Wow. And I mean... And terrible grammar and ter- I mean, it was like a badly written porno. It was terrible. <laughs> it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. It was like a Fifty Shades of Grey or a Chad Daybell kind of <laughs> porno. It was, it was, it was dumb. And I read it and I looked at my mom. I just started crying. And I mean, that's when I had to admit to my mom that I was no longer a virgin. Like, that's horrifying. Right? That is so mortifying. It, it was, so 95 <laughs> Is not a red letter like summer or fall is terrible. Yeah, terrible. All my mom asked me was, "Are you safe? Please tell me you're using condoms." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> she didn't ask me when I lost it, which was Sunday on the day of the Lord at like ten <laughs> in the morning before we saw Greece on stage. That's when I lost it. So thank God she didn't ask for those details. But now she knows. Yeah, I don't know exactly what I was doing. But I do remember going to see this movie. So I was in Idaho this summer. Mm -hmm. Don't remember the specifics, but I do remember seeing this movie with my cousin Jennifer and my sister. 
because we went for my sister's birthday, which was just a few days after this released. So okay, don't have the details of what exactly I was doing, <laughs> like you yeah. do, because my mind you doesn't go back. Your that. family wasn't finding out that you hadn't been hitting it. Nope. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> nope. Definitely no, was good. in Idaho this summer, though. That's all I remember. Okay. I do remember seeing this movie, which, of course, is Clueless. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing this movie in the theater quite a few times, uh, mainly because of her outfits. Yeah. I lie. Those outfits were killer. If I remember correctly, I saw it in Idaho. And then when I got back to college, I feel like it circled back through the like the dollar theater or something. And I think oh, yeah. some of my friends and I went and saw it at the Dollar Theater, too, mm-hmm. when it came back through. Nice. So what was going on in July well, this of was released. This was released July 19th, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Now, so looking at a few weeks before that, Jerry Garcia, Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. unexpectedly played his final concert July 9th. Did I ever tell you my What's Jerry Garcia story? You have you have a Jerry Garcia yeah, not story specifically. Like I didn't do anything with Jerry Garcia. I never met him or anything. Oh my god! I was like, why haven't I heard this? Go on. I think it was the next summer. When did he die? That uh, uh, I think that uh, nineteen ninety five. Did he not? I mean, it was his last concert. I assumed it stopped because of his death. Okay. Um, Garcia death. I'm looking this up real quick. He died. Uh, August 9th, 1995. Okay. So just a couple months later. So my friends and I had a party, a disco party. Must have been this summer when I went back to Corvallis. We got really, really, really drunk. Okay. I did a strip tease for my friends. Of course you did. On a box in their living room. But then we all got really drunk. Did you strip off clothes or I was took it off like clothes? Like hooker. I no, I took <gasps> oh off my clothes. God, like I took off my shirt and I dropped my pants, had my boxers on, dropped my pants, the music stops, and I look up and there were cops at the door because we were being <gasps> really loud and the neighbors had called a noise complaint. Oh, and the cops saw me standing there with my pants around my ankles. But then later my friend Layla and I were sitting in the kitchen at this house. We were drunk, like so drunk. We had made margaritas. We had made a cake and soaked it in like peppermint schnapps. So, I mean, we oh were gosh. drunk. But this, the neighbor's dog <laughs> came over to the house and we kidnapped the dog. And Layla was convinced that the dog was possessed with the spirit of Jerry Garcia. And we had to keep the dog. She was a little high as well. <laughs> we had to oh keep the dog God. safe. And the neighbors came over looking for their dog. And we're like in the, in the kitchen with the dog. No one else knew we had the dog. Oh, my gosh. So I'll then tell. everyone else at the party goes out looking for the neighbor's dog. And Layla and I are sitting in the house having a conversation with Jerry Garcia, the dog. Oh, Dow. <laughs> and then we realized as we started to sober up, holy shit. Everyone in the neighborhood is out looking for this dog at two in the morning. So we went out the back door and then we came out. We're like, we found him. <laughs> oh, my God. Were you deemed a hero? Of course. You're drunk and high ass. Oh, my gosh. Those. Po- oh, it's horrible. That is horrible. 
I love the thought of you stripping, though. That is <laughs> that is a beautiful thing to imagine. So, what else was happening in the world? Uh, well, <laughs> let's let's hear your Enrique Iglesias story I don't next. Have one of those. How he released his first album called Enrique on July twelfth. Is that the one that had uh, Bayamos or whatever that song is? Bayamos. I don't know if it is. I think so because I mean I don't think he had been out, yeah, like very long before he had it like a hit because mm-hmm. it's Enrique Iglesias. Barack Obama also released his. I did not realize it was this early. He released the memoir "Dreams of My Father" in I didn't 1995. Even know he existed back then. <laughs> I know. I'm shocked. I had to double check that because I was like. Are they sure they don't mean like 2005? Right. But he was president not that much later. I mean, just over 10 years. And he was, you know, a great writer and getting involved in in politics. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he was. And he was a lawyer then, wasn't Mm -hmm. he? I think so. Anyway, so, yeah, that's when the memoir came out. There was also a historical heat wave that hit South Central and Southeast Wisconsin. There were 82 deaths that were directly related to the heat wave. Damn. Which is crazy. When they considered the humidity, I mean, it was the actual temperature was 100 to 105, but with the humidity, they said it was between 120 and 128. Shit. And you know, in Wisconsin, they don't have central heating, mm-hmm. you know, um, central AC. Central AC, thank you. Uh, they don't have that. And so they were saying that it was so stifling that at night it would only get down to like upper 80s. Yeah. Like it would not cool off enough at night for people to handle the heat the next day. That sounds horrible. And it lasted, I think, like almost a week, something like that. Damn. Anyway, so those were the things that were kind of going on around the country that those few weeks before. Now, the top 10 songs, mm-hmm. and this is the week ending. Uh, 22nd, right? I think the 20th, actually, because I think this released on a Thursday. I thought it was released on a Wednesday. Oh, no, you're right. It was the 22nd that it was that this goes through. So, number 10 was Run Around by Blues Traveler. Vaguely. Number remember. nine. You don't remember that song? Vaguely. That's the harmonica. <laughs> then there was Scream. Yep, slash Janet childhood and Michael by Jackson. Janet and Michael. Boombastic by Shaggy. I remember that one. I Can Love You Like That by All for One. I remember that. Have you ever really loved a woman? Hated that song. Brian Adams, I know you did. Cracks me up. To- this makes me angry. Total Eclipse of the Heart, but the, done by Nikki French. Yes, the dance remix or whatever. Yeah, not okay, Nikki. Yeah. Water Runs Dry by Boys to Men. Don't remember that. Don't Take It Personal by Monica. Don't one More that. Chance by Notorious B.I.G. And number one, the classic, amazing, We Do It in the Band, and Yes, I Even Rap, Waterfalls. <laughs> By TLC. <laughs> I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone. They've been the trace of not one God given rape. Ah, so good. So we get to pick songs. Yes, we do. I did pick one. So for the movie, mm-hmm. I picked one, and I feel like it was the only one you could pick from the movie because it's so freaking fantastic uh-huh. and it's one of my favorite parts. All right. 
Rolling with My Homies. Love it. By Coolio. Yep. <laughs> Rolling with the homies. You almost have to. You have to. Absolutely. So I looked through the top 40. Mm-hmm. I didn't find anything that I liked that I would want to put this on was a hard one. the playlist. So I'm choosing yeah. something from the movie as well. Oh, what do you choose? I'm choosing Supermodel by Jill Sobule. Sobule. Love when they it. do the remake of Ty. Yes. Yeah. That is a great song. I did as my my other one. I went between two because it was the only two that I enjoyed on that top 40 list. I found that I didn't know a whole lot of them. I did not enjoy the music once the like smooth jazz started coming in with Boys to Men and mm. All for One and all of that. I didn't enjoy that at all. I didn't care about Monica or Brandy. I love Notorious B.I.G. So I liked, I mean, I was waiting for like we'd kind of gotten away from the singer-songwriter thing that we had in the early 90s mm-hmm. and the grunge and yeah. the rock. Like it just all of a sudden became very stale. Very stale, right? However, and I don't think we have this on our list. I actually looked through our Spotify list. Okay. I picked Waterfalls. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. Don't tell we me don't we have, have it. it on. I don't okay, see it on thank there. you. Okay. That is what I want because that song, let me tell you, when we do that in the band, everyone is up on their feet. <laughs> everyone is singing along with it. Like you cannot help. It is, oh God, I love that song. I love that song and make sure it's the one with the rap because then they did a radio edit that didn't have the rap mm-hmm. and the song's dumb. <laughs> you have to have Left Eye yeah. do the rap. I almost put. That's what I picked. This is how we do it by Montel Jordan, but this is how we do it. I figure if we ever come back to 1995, I might need to keep that one in my back pocket to pull it out later. I'm I'm keeping "Kiss from a Rose," the pedophile song, as my children call it. I am keeping that in my back, my back pocket. Your back. In my back. In my butt. (laughs) Where I'm keeping "Kiss from a Rose." All right. Okay, so I think those are good additions. I think those are good additions. So I was looking up just like. Random shit. Okay. Here's the top 10 food trends of 1995. Didn't even know that was a thing. But every single one of these, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, yes. Okay. Rice Krispies treat cereal. Vaguely remember that. Okay. Pillsbury toaster strudel. It's my oldest favorite breakfast. (laughs) Ugh, it's disgusting. Lunchables. Mm-hmm. How many lunch I mean, bowls that, did I live on in God, college? That solved everything. Mm-hmm. And you felt like you were eating healthy. Oh my God. Who knew the ridiculous. sodium intake was so high? Oh, Keebler fudge stripes. Those were damn good. Yeah, I remember those. Jello cakes. I don't remember no. doing any sort of jello cake. Garlic soup. Really? I, I feel like I would love it because of my love for garlic, but at the, at, like at the same time, do I want that much garlic? I don't know. I don't know. Flank steak became very popular. Really? Yes. Dunkaroos. Do you remember those? Weren't they the little sticks? Yes. The I kangaroo think so. on the cover on the package. I think yeah. so. Yes. And you dunked and them then, in like frosting, right? It was they're just cookies yeah. that you dunked in frosting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then we got the addition of the blue M M&M. M. Ooh. Yes. This was 1995 that changed the game of baseball, of M&M baseball. Did you ever play M&M baseball? <laughs> no. 
Oh my God, it's so much fun. But I remember when the red came along and I was like, oh, this changes everything. Because if you pulled out a green, that was a home run. Yellow was a single. Orange was a double. Now we made blue a triple. Red was a grand slam. Brown was a strikeout. It's so much fun to play. (laughs) I will still play. I can't eat M&Ms without playing that game, even just by myself. I don't know what, like, who made it up, if it was even really a thing. Or if it was just something something my brother made (laughs) out of boredom. I don't know. Most popular male baby name. Do you know what it was? Can you guess? Aiden. No. Alan. Popular back. I don't know. No. Oh, my, you're naming ones that aren't even on the list. <laughs> um, Michael. Oh. Will forever be the most popular. I think that's on every single list yeah. every year. Michael, then Matthew, Christopher, and Jacob. Okay. Do you know the top one girl? For 95. 95. So this is before. Before Friends, because that's when before Emma Friends, became that's when Emma be- came out. Yes, it's before um, that episode. Taylor. No, and actually this surprised me because I was like, how very 80s. Jessica. Weird. And then Ashley. That is very 80s. And then Emily and Samantha. Okay. In our fashion trends, we had crop tops, platform shoes, animal prints, faux fur, velvet. Oh, but (laughs) yes. Windbreakers and denim. Like the best thing you could wear, though, was the ruffle skirts. This is for the late, well, I guess for the boys too. The ruffle skirts that came with a matching tie or jacket. Very much Cher's iconic yellow outfit. Mm-hmm. It's very much that. Um, the Academy Awards that year. Now, these were for movies in 94. Okay. The ones that won in 95 during the, it, it was Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Which means Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis won for director, and then uh, Jessica Lange won for best actress in Blue Sky, which I don't think I've ever seen. I don't even know that I know that name or that movie. I know. Now, here's where you might be interested, Odell, uh, because this is when .com officially began in 1995. Mm. The computer world started changing big time in 95. The most popular web destinations were Alta Vista, Excite, GeoCities, <laughs> Hotwired, which I remember that, Lycos, Mr. Showbiz, Pathfinder, Suck.com, <laughs> Webcrawler, and then the big one, Yahoo, was started. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where was Netscape and all of that? Netscape was not there, not in 95. Internet Explorer 1.0 came out August 16th. Okay. And then 2.0 came out in November. (laughs) Like, that's when things, God, that's when they started coming out so quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, the total number of internet users in the world was about 16 million, which is less than 1% of the global population. In America... 14% 14% of the population used the web. Yeah, I don't think that I is it. figured out the web until about this time. Because we were on yeah. email and we had chat, but it was all like, you had to type different keystrokes in order to chat to people. And it was yes. a chat room. Yes. And then something there came out no... where you could tell, like you slash T and then type the person's name. 
to tell them something private, but if you mistype their name, you didn't know, like it, because it didn't give you an error. So it's either went right. to the wrong person, someone in the internet, or they just didn't get it. And so you'd think, oh, you, I guess you they, don't want to talk just, to me anymore. They're not okay, interested. Bye. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I started really getting into it in 90, late 97, early 98, where you could go into the chat rooms and you could chat privately. Yeah, that like when there AOL no, came along and you could actually see yes. the GUI where you could see who you were chatting to. You didn't have to type the slash. Yes. You could just double click the person's name and have a little chat going with them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's when I really got into it. Amazon.com opened for business on July 15th, 95. Wow. eBay started on August 4th, 95. Really? I never discovered yes. those until I was in Texas, like late 90s. No, I did not 2000s. discover those. And then on November 24th, the HTML 2.0 standard was introduced. Okay. So that's, I, I wanted to bring up the computer stuff because 95 is really when, holy crap, mm -hmm. like the using it for social, more social things became very right. popular. Sweet Valley High, number 117 dropped. Now, I know I stopped at 104. This dropped in August. Of 95. Yeah, we didn't we cover Jessica the Genius already? Did we? I mentioned Maybe that's it. why it sounded familiar. <laughs> you know, I wonder if they dropped like one of their special editions this month. I didn't see it. Oh, but wait a second. Because the website that I've been looking at doesn't have the special editions. It just has the regular books. Because mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we had so many special editions. Oh my God, the special editions. And then the double incredible. editions. And then we had the legacy. We had, okay, I'm looking real quick. We did not have any super editions. Oh, wait. We did have a super thriller. Two super thrillers that opened on, no, one super thriller, July 1st, 1995. A killer on board. I have that book. I haven't read it. <laughs> Do you? Uh-huh. Convicted murderer John Marin is back. His one goal, to kill Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. Using his cunning and ingenuity, he has escaped from jail and is stalking the California coast in search of his prey. Thinking Marin is safely behind bars, Ned Wakefield takes his family on an island vacation. Dun, dun, dun. Killer on board. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've got to start looking. I don't pay as much attention to the super editions. Mm -hmm. When there's been a, um, a, a gap, low, like in that gap, then I figure, because you know that they release them oh, every it, single month for so many years. That... Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I loved the super editions. I loved the sagas. That was my favorite. Like when they would go back the four generations of the Wakefields. And they the were Wakefields all the same, were just such a, a prestigious setting. family. <laughs> right. That yes. they came all the way from Northern California to Southern California I on a wagon mean, train. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Yes, they did, Odell. And I remember I did read because i had stopped once they hit 100 so i'm not sure what year that was however i did read number six of these of the magna editions called return of the evil twin 
I think I have that one too. Oh, it was so, so good. <laughs> so good. I wonder when I did stop because I got to 104. So I stopped March, it, March of 1994. It was Love and Death in London? Yep. Yep. That was the last. Oh, you one stopped I... right before Date with a Werewolf and Beware the Wolfman. Damn it. <laughs> I didn't know. But see, number 100 was my favorite, the evil twin, Margot. So fucking, I got to read that one again. <laughs> That's when they said my favorite line. I saw you flick your butt into the bushes. <laughs> oh, Odell. Classic, classic literature. All right. So that's what was happening around, around 1995 in the All summer. Right. Very computer oriented. Uh, we're at the height of the 90s fashion. Clueless definitely did, you know, took that a long way into an extreme with their fashion, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. We ready for a break? We are ready. Socially successful Cher is at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher first coaxes two teachers into dating each other. Emboldened by her success, she decides to give hopelessly klutzy new student Ty a makeover. When Ty becomes more popular than she is, Cher realizes that her disapproving ex-stepbrother was right about how misguided she was and falls for him. She did. Now, this basically, this is a retelling of Jane Austen's novel, Emma. Have you ever read that book? No. I haven't either, but now I really want to. Yeah, I haven't read, I don't think I read any Jane Austen. Jane Austen, I don't think I did either. Did she write Wuthering Heights? No, No, that was Bronte. Bronte. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't think, because the other big one that she wrote was Pride and Prejudice, right? Mm -hmm. Those were her big ones. Yeah, I would I would like to read Emma. I mean, it sounds if it's anything like Clueless, it sounds quite charming. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz Didn't I, they do a movie version of Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow? They did. Yeah. They never did. watched it. Never but. saw it. So, in this one going into this week, it was released on July 19th, 1995. So, going into this week, here's the top 10. Yeah. At number 10, we had Judge Dread. Was that Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, never saw it. Mm-hmm, me either. We had the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Never saw it. Batman Forever. Did see that. First Bat-nipples. Night. Batnipples, exactly. First Night. Wasn't that Richard Gere? That was Richard and... Gere, yes. What? Yeah, I think he played Lancelot in it, didn't he? He did. And yeah. who, the lady with the dark hair, she's really pretty. It was the girl from, uh, wasn't it the girl from Robin Hood? Miriam Margulies? Mary Elizabeth Mastrantino. Oh, uh-huh. Miriam, maybe. I think Master Antonio or whatever. Yes. Uh, the Indian in the Cupboard. Don't know it. Never saw Pocahontas. It. <gasps> Poker hot ass is more like <laughs> it. Species. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Never saw it. Nine Months. That was the Hugh Grant, Julian Moore. And okay. number one was a fantastic movie that has held up all these years, and that is Apollo 13. Don't know if I ever watched them. Oh, my gosh. 
I watched it not all that long ago and with the girls and the girls were shocked that that was made back in 1995. They were like, it looks so good. Is that the Houston We Have a Problem? Yes. Okay. Oh my God. Tom Hanks and Kevin Bacon and Gary Sinise Mm -hmm. and Bill Paxton. One of the best things he ever did. You're forgetting Twister. I'm not forgetting (laughs) Twister, actually, Adele. (laughs) I am leaving out weird science, though. That was the best thing he ever did. Um, but yeah, this was when like hot Ed Harris, gorgeous, which I still think he's gorgeous. I love Ed Harris so much. So this movie, when it came out, it knocked Apollo 13 out of the number one spot. It debuted at number one. It took, it was, uh, the budget was 12 million to make. And on that first week it grossed 23 million. So this was a very successful movie. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 81% critic score. And this this is shocking. 76% audience score. What? It's all those nerd boys who come on there and are threatened by female-led movies. Think, and they... Yes, that is what it is. Because I could not make any sense of that. Rarely do you see the audience for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Rarely do you see an audience score that's lower than the critic score. Mm-hmm. That to me is very weird, especially on something like this. The consensus said a funny and clever reshaping of Emma Clueless offers a soft satire that pokes as much fun at teen films as it does at the Beverly Hills Glitterati. Now, I think personally with this movie, Alicia Silverstone was so perfectly cast and is gorgeous and so charming mm-hmm. and sa- has like a certain level of naivete that is not annoying at all. Right, right. I find her perfect in this movie. Yeah, the whole time I watched it, I was like, why didn't she take off? I I feel the exact same way. I mean, she had a way. few movies right after this, and then she just went into, it feels like, obscurity. obscurity. She's just done minor things Yeah, since then. She was amazing in this and mm-hmm. then yeah she had the aerosmith videos like right around this time she right. really well, kind she of capitalized debuted in the crush oh i remember that one haven't seen that in years oh i haven't either and then she was in the um aerosmith videos and then yes. clueless and then she did like there was the one excess baggage or whatever where she was a rich girl who hid in the trunk of benicio del toro or whatever oh okay he stole the car and she played Batgirl in yes. Batman Forever. Yes. And I think she just made poor choices. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I bad, think I don't think she had a very good agent, agent. or yeah. yeah. I think that was didn't she do one of the um what was the Drew Barrymore? Poison Ivy. I don't know. Um, Alyssa Milano did one of those. I think she was in Poison Ivy too. I feel maybe but you know what? Maybe I'm actually thinking of the crush. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. God, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, I always get the crush and fear. Yes, that was Reese fear was Reese Witherspoon and Marky Mark and Alyssa Milano. Oh yeah, where Alyssa Milano is still drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. and does not look a day older than she did when she played in Who's the Boss. She looks right. amazing. So when this was released, we also had Free Willy Two: The Adventure Home. <laughs> he jumped back over the sea jumped wall to- back over the wall. <laughs> yes, love it. So then the cast in this, we had Alicia Silverstone as Cher. Mm-hmm. Stacey Dash was Dion. I love that they're named after like Dion Warwick and I Cher I used to herself. love 
Stacy Dash, but now she's like she crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, Fox so News. disappointing. Brittany Murphy, ugh, rest in power, girl, was tied. Love her. So sad when she passed. Paul Rudd, who looks mm-hmm. better now than he did then. And he was so right. cute then. He played Josh, the stepbrother. Then we had who one of the people I think is so freaking funny, Donald. How do you say his last name? Faison? 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 Faison. I think Faison? it's Faison. Yeah. F-A-I-S-O-N. He played Murray. Who was he was Dion's in Scrubs, boyfriend. right? Yes. Yeah. He and I, which I never watched, but every appearance I've seen him in, he is hysterical. I love him. Then we had Elisa Donovan as Amber, Brecken Meyer, who I loved love as Travis. Him. Yep. Jeremy Sisto played Elton. Who he needs to sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would so let him teabag you. <laughs> Dan Hadaya was Mel Horowitz, Cher's dad. Then we had little, I love the appearance of Wallace Shawn, you know, inconceivable as Mr. Mm-hmm. Wendell Hall. And then Justin Walker was Christian. You know now, what I caught? Huh. When she says, Mr. Hall is 47, I'm like, he is 47. He looks like 61. I know. Girl, I'm telling you, like, Back then, on the other podcast, we talk about how much older stars would look. Like, even you going back to the 40s, 30s and 40s, it's like, you are not 28 years old. You are 53. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Whereas now, I see a star and I'm like, wait. They're that old? Mm-hmm. I thought they were like 23 and turns out they're 35. Like it's the polar opposite. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. So yeah, this was written and directed by Amy Heckerling. So this movie I, was a dream scenario for me at this age. I mean, I was 16 turning 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So I was... I wasn't Cher, but I was the same age, like around the same age that Cher was. Right. And what I would have given for that rotating closet where you plug (laughs) in like outfits and stuff and it gives you a picture of what, come on, does that really exist? I mean, not back then. I assumed everyone had. Now you can find apps that will help you pick clothes. I need to do that. Her style was amazing some of my favorite parts let's i i really don't feel like we have to go through the synopsis of them i mean this is it's emma it's um a movie i feel like we've all watched or like you know the big lines as if of course they're all now leaving whatever whatever yes i'm doing the w you mm -hmm. know like all of that was from this movie Mm -hmm. it was so iconic at the time Like, do me a solid. Yes, do me a solid. All of it was so iconic at the time. It was like a perfect capture of the 90s, the Mm -hmm. mid-90s specifically. Uh, Oh, another line, I am totally bugging. Mm -hmm. I love um, one of my favorite lines is Ty, like the big burn. Do you remember her big burn? You're a virgin who can't drive. Yes, you're a virgin. (laughs) Who can't drive. And she says it in like that East, you know, Northeastern accent. 
this whole thing, this whole thing is incredible. How do you feel about Ty's makeover? Do you think that was successful? I mean, obviously it was successful, but do you think she looked as like Beverly Hills, I guess, as Dion and Cher? Mm, I feel like she fit in, Mm -hmm. but like in her own way. Yeah. But really all they did was took her hair out of a ponytail and put some clothes on her that weren't flannels and jeans, you know? So it wasn't like one of those extreme makeovers, like... It was like a glow up versus a full makeover like we saw in so many other movies. Yes. I I also love the line. So, you know, Cher is a virgin in this. Mm -hmm. And one thing she says is that she's not prude. She's just highly selective. Yes. Which I always loved that line. (laughs) I think that's pretty hysterical for when people are like, In fact, I literally just said that line the other night because my friend was really upset. She was like, I think that maybe I'm just too picky. Maybe my standards are high. And I was like, I think that you're just highly selective. And that's something that I feel like we all need. We need that Mm -hmm. person who's going to hold us up. Another famous line, um, he's kind of a Baldwin. Baldwin brothers Mm -hmm. were huge in the 90s. Even Stephen Baldwin was not a psycho the way mm-hmm. he is now. He was not some religious fanatic. Right. He was doing movies like the classic Threesome. Threesome. Which I and watched so many times. Yes. Yes. I loved that movie. Oh my gosh. So good. What are some of your favorite lines from this one? I think you covered them. My favorite is You're a Virgin Who Can't Drive. Yes. I think my favorite scene is when they're at the, was it a frat party or whatever? And Ty walks in and she's like waving and, and then, then she falls down the yes, stairs. I love that. I love when she's hit by the shoe yes. that like knocks her out. I love Ty in this movie when she's like, oh my God, you talk like you're grownups. <laughs> that was his stare. She freaking cracks me up in this movie. So I wrote down... Imagine you have to get rid of one friend, Ty or Dion. Who are you getting rid of? (gasps) Oh, see, I feel like getting rid of Ty, I would just hurt feelings. Getting rid of Dion, someone would have it out for me. Do I protect (laughs) myself or someone else? That's really the question here, Odell. Yeah. At that age, I'm definitely protecting myself. Now I would protect someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I would want Ty in my friend group now. Yeah. Back then, I mean, I told you in junior high, I found out I was on a hit list <laughs> and I found out my best friend was number one. And I told her we could not be friends anymore, that I could not associate. <laughs> so I totally left her in the dust. I'm sorry, Bonnie. Totally left her in the dust. I feel like at that age, I would have absolutely left Ty. Yeah. Which See, makes me sad. Ty provides so much comedy. She does. But then it's like Dion and Cher were tight. Like they yes. were inseparable. So I feel like to pull, put a rift there would have just been like an earthquake that would have had yes. ripple effects. Yes. You would have completely sacrificed your status. You, I mean, any dirty. A war would have erupted. It would have erupted. All of your dirty laundry would have been for everybody. It would have been nasty. 
And I don't think that Cher was the type of person to air anyone's dirty laundry. I think she was very sweet. No. I think she probably would have gone with Ty, except you know Ty I turned was, into a bitch. She did there for a minute. I was thinking about this movie and then another one that came out in the early 2000s, which is also a classic, Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And for, for the longest time, I kind of held them at the same level. But I feel like Clueless is a little bit elevated because it's not... Mean. There were some. Not it's not super girls. catty. Like there are some clueless yes. phrases that they use, but like right, Mean right, Girls right. is so fucking catty and yeah, mean. it's straight up mean. Where this one, I feel like, is more classy. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird to say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot more. It it is much classier. Mm-hmm. Classier, yeah. It is much classier, I feel. And it's not all of the characters are so likable mm-hmm. in this. Like even Dion cracks me up. Yeah. She's like, hello, there was a stop sign. And that's totally another paused. famous one. I totally paused. Mm-hmm. I love when she's like, oh, sorry, should I leave a note? <laughs> when she's doing her driver's test. And I can't, my doctor says I can't be involved in any activities where balls are flying at my face. There goes your social life. (laughs) It's so good. Amber's the only one who's really like, oh, she is a nightmare of a person. Who did you dress like? I think I dressed, I I kind of dressed more like Ty after the makeover. Mm -hmm. I feel. Mm -hmm. I was never, whenever I wore my friend Jenny's outfits, I was Cher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I definitely was much more preppy than anything yeah. else. See, back then I was in college, so I was a cross between Brecken Meyer mm-hmm. and um, Paul Elton. Rudd. No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. More flannel. Totally we were, were up here. Pacific Northwest flannel was like. I mean, we're in Kurt Cobain land You're in, up here. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I would get a flannel uh, to wear ironically. (laughs) (laughs) That was when I was dressing down. If I was in a flannel, but then I'd be in a really tight tank top underneath the flannel and like really, you know, like jeans and stuff. And then it would be like an oversized flannel. Right. So I was, I was that, but I was extremely preppy. My children are so disappointed in me. (laughs) Just like, especially my younger one who belongs in the Pacific Northwest. It would yeah. fit in perfectly up there. Yeah. And wears her baggy pants and her flannels. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. she's a 90s child and her winged, you know, eyeliner or whatever. <laughs> she would have fit in back then. I, I, I was definitely on the preppy side of it. Which girl were you? Ty, Cher, Dion, or Amber? I was, I was not Amber. Um, I was not Cher. It'd be a cross between Dion and Ty. See, I feel like you're Cher because you can, you will talk your way out of anything. That is very you true. You will convince people to go along with you. <laughs> like you will talk until everyone's like just worn down. Like, okay, fine, Aaron, we're going to fucking do this. Whatever. No, you're right. <laughs> you are very right about that. No. Yeah, I am Cher. Who are you? You're Ty. I've, yeah, I'm Ty. You're totally Ty. <laughs> this all makes sense. This all makes a lot of sense. Now, did you feel icky at all 
about her getting on her ex-stepbrother? Kind of, but kind of not. Because like at first it's like, he's your stepbrother. What, what I really wasn't sure was how long were they steps married like yes. before the parents divorced how long have they mm-hmm. actually lived together mm-hmm. i mean the fact that it, it sounds like he wasn't living there and he had just come back for a visit but then you feel like well you were close enough that you came back for a visit so and when did you go to yeah did yeah he go to beverly hills high how old was Cher when he started living there right yeah that, when I say it out loud like that, like the ex-stepbrother, then it's gross. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when watching it, it's Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. So I was okay with that. Yeah. But I also come from like my mother, my grandmother tried to set me up with my cousin. Because <laughs> he wasn't, we weren't related by blood. So I guess he was a step-cousin. Okay. But she was always like, you know, you two can get married. Oh, that would be so wonderful. And I was like, no. no. Well, n- no. <laughs> Gross. Right. So I knew that, like, I mean, technically don't share blood. So, of course, they can, you know, but I'm like you with when did this start? Because I think of my stepbrothers as brothers. Mm-hmm. Those are not step because I met them when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. So when did this and do we know, we don't know how long they were married or no. anything. No, and that's my question. Like, if you spent, like, from, you know, five years old to 14 years old with this person, they've only been gone for a year or two, that feels weird. That is really weird. But if it was, like, your parents were married for a couple of years when you were, like, 10, that's different. Yes, especially if you were, like, if he was... I mean, let's say even end of junior high and he was first two years of college. Mm -hmm. Like, he wasn't there. That's Mm -hmm. fine, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, I'm like, you depend. Were y'all children together? Mm -hmm. Because that's gross. And how much older was he than her? Because, I mean, he was in college. She's a junior in high school. So I assume he's maybe three or four years. Yeah. But what's the statute of limitations? Because he's obviously over 18. She's not. Or not statute limitations, but like the age of consent is what I meant. Yes. I will say I've done a lot of research on this. (laughs) Yeah. She can still, you know, I guess, charge him with something depending on the statute. But I know with um, a lot of states, if you are 17 or 18 and you have consent from a parent, you can go up to like two to three years older, but Mm -hmm. not much more than that. Mm -hmm. So it would still, I mean, 17, no, 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 I'm lying. Depending on what the age of consent is in that state, if you're like two years younger than that, you can get consent for up to like three years older, Mm. something like that. So if you're 16, if your parents consent, you could be with a 19-year-old. Got it. But I don't know. I mean, I guess depending on the age of consent, like you can be with anyone. Like in Texas, it was 17, so I knew at 17 years old, man, I could yeah. go out and hump any 50-year-old I wanted to. <laughs> and I did. No, I didn't. I didn't hump any 50-year-olds. Um, do you feel like Cher did Ty dirty, though? Because um, Ty was all for Josh. Oh, you mean Cher? She had a thing for him, and Cher. then all of a sudden Cher mm-hmm. was like, 
No, no, I want Josh. I don't think Sherrod. No, I don't think she did her dirty. Really? I don't know. I mean, because it's not like Josh wanted Ty. Yeah, that's true. You know? And it's not like Ty really wanted Josh. No, she wanted to get to know him better, though. And it wasn't until, like, Sherrod didn't really... It wasn't until Ty said, I'm interested in Josh, that she was like, well, wait a minute. I want Josh. I was like, girl, I don't know. That's did you true, break but a did code? Cher know that she really liked Travis, that that was the one she related to the most? Well, I That's think she, she be knew with? from the beginning because she told her you can't be with him because he's a stoner. Right, right. I mean, granted, I Ty and Travis work better together. Oh, for sure. Yeah, maybe with some girl code. I don't know. In that situation, it's really because then there's this weird girl girl code queen bee type of thing when Cher's the one who gave her the makeover. That's <laughs> true. You know? Because then it's like, well, no, I get first dibs. <laughs> so that's a weird girl dynamics are weird in high school. Yeah. I think that's why I'm like, well, no, Cher's not in the wrong. Like. She gets first dibs. She gave her the makeover. So sorry, bitch. You can go get my <laughs> leftovers. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really good. Do you, so you think she did her dirty? A little bit. Huh. Because she didn't really sit down and talk to her. You know, she's just kind of like, well, wait, no, I want Josh. And then she pursued Josh herself. True. This is true. I liked having, um, this is something I think we should add. We should have, you know, like um, when she is talking about using SAT words <laughs> and like, okay, we're going to try to work this into a sentence today. Mm-hmm. And then Josh was like, oh, I'll see you around. And Ty goes, I hope not sporadically. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me want to like every day, let's get a word that we can squeeze in there do you not have your dictionary or your calendar of the day with a word on it i don't do there are apps that have like word of the day (gasps) i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna send you a text every day using the word correctly (laughs) okay that is what's gonna happen (laughs) oh my gosh i wish i could find you know what here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do the word of the day today okay okay the word of the day is perennial do you know what that means no. Well, I mean, kind of. Like, if someone said it, it would make sense. But, like, if you asked me to define it, yeah. there are so many words like that. Do you yes. find that, too? Like, when you can use it in a sentence, but then someone says, well, what does that word mean? I can't tell you the specific definition of one particular yes. word. I remember having that. But I can that make it make sense in a sentence. Word, like, visceral. Oh, I had a visceral reaction. And then you asked to define, like, one of my daughters was like, wait, what does that mean? And I was like, I, I mean, like, like, you know. A, a deep-rooted, like a primal react, like I couldn't. It was so difficult to explain. Right. All of a sudden, you know yeah. what it means, but you can't define the word I'm itself. Like, just, just infer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, this one means it is used to describe things that exist or continue in the same way or state for a long time, as well as things that happen again and again. So there you go. Okay. You can also use it in botany. I don't know how we're going to do that. It describes plants (laughs) whose life cycles are more than two years long. So like oregano is perennial. Yeah. My lavender is perennial. Okay. 
See, there you go. I have some. Can you say I have some perennial lavender, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's an adjective. So perennial. Okay. So like my loathing for certain people that's ongoing would be perennial. Yes. Oh, I like that. Okay. I'm going to have to think of one. I have to frame it in a way that you would understand. I know that totally <laughs> makes sense to you. My love for my children is perennial. There you go. My perennial love for my children. I have perennial love for my children. That was so fun. Oh my gosh. I feel smarter. <laughs> I feel like Ty getting smarter every day. Should we take a break? Yes. And then come back. All right. I say, should we take a break and then come back or are we just going to end? No, I think we should just stop altogether. <laughs> now, one thing that happens in this movie that I do want to point out, I mean, well, we all find out Christian is gay, mm -hmm. but there are little clues throughout it that he's gay. So first of all, he's- There in are, yes, but I, well, go ahead and then I'll- Okay. Well, he's introduced standing in front of a sign that says end discrimination. Mm-hmm. When he calls Cher, he's at a museum standing in front of a painting of two men embracing in the background. Yeah. Uh, the films they watch were Some Like It Hot, which is about two men dressing as women. And then Spartacus right. um, on the scene where a Roman emperor is trying to seduce his male servant. Mm -hmm. uh, so Laurence Olivier trying to seduce Tony Curtis. Laurence Olivier, who was famously bisexual. Right. Um, funny that Tony Curtis stars in both of those movies. And then he's also reading the book Junkie by William S. Burroughs, who did have homosexual desires. So those like little tiny things, right? you know, kind of give you clues to it if you were really looking for something. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised to find out like when he, I just remember when he looked at the guy and I remember at the time being like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I I wasn't surprised when I saw the movie, but watching it again, mm -hmm. the cliche. Oh my gosh! Like, yes, good well, he dresser. Does dress better and... than me. He's a friend of Dorothy. You know, he's mm -hmm. like the things that you was so. I mean, that's how you talked in the nineties, but today yeah. it's like seriously, that's so cliche. That, like there yeah. would be something more to that. It was extremely cliche extremely mm -hmm. which even now like with it that type of movie i'm okay with the cliche yeah well it, it fit for the time it did it fit perfectly for the time like we say and all the time on this no not at all like it was still respectful it was just and there cliche. was no drama so. with it like it was just right. you know um like, oh that makes sense and then we carry on yes but what i did notice is we don't see much of him after that like, Cher just kind of no. drops him. Like, she didn't even keep him around as a friend, really. Did she, though? I mean, he just, he's not really around. No, I they guess he's not. They go to the mall, not. they save Ty, and then he's not around anymore. It's like, well, I'm done with you. Because hmm. you're not. interesting. But I feel like yeah. Cher, of course, would have the gay best friend. I know. I mean, because she just kind like, of like, you know, it would be no big deal to her at all. Yeah. I feel like, well, keep going, because we're going to do the, the ending, so. Oh, interesting. Okay. What was your favorite outfit? I liked t 
tie the maroon thing that she wore with a checker? Didn't she have like... Oh, yes. When she first made her appearance at school with the yes. maroon skirt. Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. And... That's right. That was... You mean after the makeover? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was super cute. Of course, the iconic yellow outfit is just mm-hmm. amazing. But I loved her little red one when she was getting misguised her coffee and stuff. Like when it was like the red plaid skirt and the white like mm-hmm. striped shirt and then the red mm-hmm. and the red headband mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. it's just God, I wanted all of her outfits. All of them. Now the first line of this movie was so okay, you're probably thinking, is this like a Noxima commercial or what? <laughs> yeah. That was our first. Our last line Because it starts with a what I loved is it starts with a very 80s montage with 90s. Yes. Yeah. The last line was, it's in the bag. Which she says to Josh when he's like, we have a bet going on who's going to catch the bouquet. Right, right. And she's like, it's in the bag. Uh, this is at the wedding of Miss Geist and Mr. Hall. So mm-hmm. speaking of that ending... Mm-hmm. Do you have an alternate ending for this movie? So it's not so much an alternate ending. What I would have liked to have seen was Cher and Christian become friends. And okay. he's part of her friend group then. Okay. And Cher's like breaking boundaries because even though they're not dating. Right. She let him into her friend group and like she's accepting of someone who is gay and made him feel comfortable. And That would be nice to see it be a little more progressive. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that all goes down in Emma. If that's like the yeah, exact kind of situation mm-hmm. or if this was written in by Amy Heckerling or if it was a right. different like someone at a different social level. I don't know. I have no idea about that movie. Or that book. I should have watched it. Yeah. I definitely want, I would like to read that book just to find out. Well, I took it literally like an alternate ending of Uh, her like saying it's in the bag. And then her just, it's terrible, but just like whipping out a gun and taking out the bridal party. (laughs) And then her and Paul Rudd like running for their lives, like on the run. It would totally change and it would all of a sudden turn into some weird Bonnie and Clyde movie. Right, it would become from go from Amy Heckerling, and then Quentin Tarantino would do the sequel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is what I was thinking. I was like, that this like light, cute, wonderful little movie, and then change that, and holy shit, there's Clueless too. <laughs> you know, it would definitely like. But then it would be like Clueless, but then they cross out the clue, and it changed to Lawless. Lawless. T- oh my gosh. <laughs> Clueless and its sequel, Lawless. See, I think that would be incredible. Absolutely Definitely. incredible. Um, okay. Well, do you want to do trivia? Let's do it. See how many I can get wrong today. Okay. <laughs> now this one I I feel like you should know. Given your field, but maybe not. <laughs> what does HTML stand for? Hypertext markup language. Excellent job. Yes, good job. All right. Are we ready? Did it run out of time? There we go. Okay. Okay. What UK band that was popular in 1995 announced that they were bigger than the Beatles? 
Um, Spice Girls? No, they would never have done that. Um, Oasis? Yes. Okay. They were so, the Gallaghers. Oh my God, they were so full of themselves. All right, ready? You've gotten two. Yep. I know. Okay. What was the name of the first cloned sheep who was born in 95 and lived for seven years? Dolly. Yes! <laughs> Not I'm even going to set the You're timer You're killing there. <laughs> it. Okay. President Bill Clinton invokes emergency powers to extend a $20 billion loan to help what country avert financial collapse? Germany? No. England? No. Ireland? No. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Mexico. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Last one. Singer Selena was murdered okay. by the president of her fan club. Where did the murder take place? What city? Corpus Christi. Very good. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I know that because I saw, I watched that movie. It was on um, VH1 the other day. I was <laughs> nice. cleaning my house. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I would have remembered because it was a parking garage, right? A garage or a parking oh, no. lot? It was, it was a parking lot. Of a motel? Uh, yes, it was a right? motel parking lot. That's and right. And then she locked herself in the motel room. Yes. Ugh, yeah. I need to watch that movie again. All right, there we go. All right, well, now it's time to um, choose your next movie. Yes. And you went, what, 86 to 89? Is that what we I believe from? so, 86 to 89, yeah. All right, I'm going to shuffle three times and spin this bitch. Your first movie yes. is... Yes. Say anything. Oh, I Which mean. Which is on your, also on your list of 15. Well, because it's the greatest movie ever made, but continue. Say anything. Which, by the way, next week I'm going to hear John Cusack speak. Really? And get to watch. So there's a screening of High Fidelity that he's going to be at. And mm -hmm. then we have a Q&A after. Nice. Oh, okay, the next was Beetlejuice. Oh, God, that's such a good movie. Okay. Anything Beetlejuice or The Lost Boys. Oh crap, you're like oh crap. You got some good ones. Okay. Um and keep in mind say anything's also anything on my fifteen. Anything is also on my fifteen. Uh Lost Boys is not on my fifteen. Correct? Right. right. I don't think it is. Oh god. You know, I hate choosing anything besides say anything. Uh, but I'm going to go with Lost Boys. All right. God, I love that movie so much. I do too. That's another one. Watch not too long ago. And damn it, if it's not held up. I haven't so watched it in a while, but when anyone says Lost Boys to me, two scenes that immediately come to mind. Saxophone player oh, and shit, yes. The Bridge. Yes. The bridge. Which happens like one right after the other in this mm -hmm. one. Um, my brother actually just went to Santa Cruz. Well, he had to drive through Santa Cruz to get to where they were going. Mm. And he was like, um, I just went over the bridge in Lost Boy. I guess like right at the entrance of the city, you know, when okay. they're looking. And um, yeah, I was like, Tell me you stopped to take a picture. And he didn't. 
God, I love that movie. Okay, that's what we'll do. It's God, amazing. I hope I get to say anything soon on my 15. All right. Well, next week, play Misty for me a little. 1970s Clint Eastwood. Fatal Attraction, apparently. Fatal Attraction. Yeah, it's the, according to my friend that I watched it with in college, it was the original Fatal Attraction. It, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but it does play along those lines. And then two weeks from now, a little Lost Boys. So have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to tell all of your friends about us, especially any fellow Gen Xers. And don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app. And be sure you're set to auto-download so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. Don't forget to visit backwherewebelong.com to gain access to our ultimate playlists, pick up some merch, and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.